Are you hungry? I haven't eaten since late this afternoon. Welcome to the science fiction rating system. <laughs> the uh, the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. From the biggest of big blockbusters, Ready Player One, to the smallest of small indies, this week's Primer. I'm your host, Sam Draper, and I'm joined, as ever, by my two co-hosts, Alex Humphrey. Hey! And Chris Redding. Hello. How are you both this evening? Uh, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Ooh. Not bad. Um, slow reaction from Chris there. You ever do? <laughs> I was just going to say something, but then I decided not to. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cryptic He's as got ever. some Easter egg. It should be fine. You've got some egg. Mm, Get some yourself egg. some chocolate. Well, I've just had a bit of that one and I don't like it. So. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, what, who, what was, who was it? it? Do you want to call them out? No. No. It's a personal <laughs> no. Don't, don't burn that sponsorship. bought it for me. All night. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair keep enough. It, Protect the links. Right, so yeah, this week uh, we're celebrating Easter by watching Primer, which uh, <laughs> um, I like to think was set on Easter Sunday. Could be, couldn't it? You never know. Um, this is Who a knows? film from 2004, directed, produced, written, starring, edited, and with music by Shane Carruth. Mm. Um, I'm going to say straight up, he should have hired somebody else to do the music. So I thought the music film was bloody awful. It was really distracting and yeah, pinky didn't punky the music, and just it's shit ambient basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Primer, have either of you seen Primer before today, Alex? No. no, but it's referenced an awful lot. Like I hear people talk about it a lot. It's a, it's a film uh, studies favourite, I think, isn't it? A little um, bit. Yeah. Chris, have you seen it? Yeah. You know what? Well, I hadn't, and lots of you know I'm making a low-budget time travel film right now. Yeah. Um, bigger budget than this, but, um, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, you should see Primer. I'm like, yeah, 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 shut up. <coughs> well, now you have. <laughs> um, but not because they wanted you to see it, because yeah, you wanted you to wanted see it. You wanted to see it on your yeah. own terms, yeah. Mm, yeah. My override memory of this is being at a party in Toronto that I think you were at, Alex, where a film oh, okay. study student was telling me repeatedly to watch Primer. That's my... And I think it really put and me off watching it. <laughs> so. I was about to say, can I guess that you ne- never wanted to watch it ever again? Because <laughs> that's quite, usually what happens. Quite, quite possibly. I mean, um, talking to a film so, study student at a shitty house party, that's got to be one of the worst setups, really, hasn't it? Yeah, it's not the, the, the poor film's fault, is it, I suppose? No. Anyway. No. Um, so, yeah, let's get into Prime. And now, um, I'm going to say up front, if you've got any interest in watching this film, go and watch a trailer... And then go and watch the film before we talk about it because it's a very yeah. slight film. It's like an hour fifteen, something like that. Mm. And mm. I think, I think if you know what is going to happen, I think you there's not much left, is there? Is that a fair point no. to make? If you know the yeah. the gist of it, yeah, yeah, not much of a film, is it? <laughs> so, no. so if you've got interest in it, go away and watch it and come back and listen to us then because you'll be. Yeah. And if you don't care, we'll spoil it. But we are going to spoil it, so just go and watch it. Yeah. Um. So. The gist is that we've got some uh, tech bros, some 90s tech bros. <laughs> tech bros. Back then, they were a bit less tech bro They wore white shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that what tech bros that, used um, to, to dress like? It, it is a bit odd, that, isn't it? How they all wear shirts and ties and trousers. What was their jobs? I think, What's their jobs in this? I think they work in Silicon know. Valley, kind of like... Um, 
I don't know, like maybe like finance, that kind of thing. It's that, it's mm. that, um, you know, like the, the, the Wozniak jobs kind of doing stuff in the garage kind of era. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of that bit, that bit pioneer. rings true, but the, but, the, the, the fact that they're not like either at uni or yeah. just left or. I had a bit of an issue with yeah. that. They don't I think look- it's because this is, this is pre everyone dressing like they're a, a the social network in that, in that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes it's, it's just before that. So yeah. it's, it's the tail end of like the, it what starts in the fifties with all the IBM people wearing a shirt with, you know, pens on top. Yeah. It's the very end yeah. of that culture. I think it's the very end of go, you know, you know that, um, the engineering meets who says, Oh, when an engineer gets to 40, he gets, um, taken, oh, yeah. taken aback yeah. and shot or whatever. It's the end yeah. of that era of them mm. coming through mm. on, a, on a pipeline and wearing a white shirt and stuff. I quite like this. I just all wear white shirts throughout. It was quite weird. I thought, I just thought they looked quite young. Especially because yes, yeah. one of them's like married and has a big nice house and kids. And that is weird. Looks quite yes. young. Yes, like it looks a bit like this made it straight off the bat. It felt more like a student film because it was like, oh, you just got your mate. Yeah. Definitely, it, definitely. Because... I didn't think it until that bit when he's there and his baby comes in. I'm going to take the kid to school. Yeah. I was like, hang on. <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah, 19. but it seems like they've got really like lame jobs and they are just talking like they work, like they're truckers or something. You know, it's. It's a bit mm. strange, but they talk. They are talking like mm. skateboarders as well. Um, mm, a bit. They're not. They're more kind of. I don't know. I, I just see them as like recently graduated science mm. majors, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they are. They're chasing like the next big invention, the next big patent, aren't they? That's what that's, yeah. their, their aim is yeah. to get the next patent. Yeah. And yeah, they are in their garage. In one in the in the one who's got the baby's garage. The 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 more. I think he's a few years older than me, isn't he? I think that's mentioned at some point, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. They're trying to invent invent something. Well, the first like leap is, the, is yeah. that you can do anything worthwhile in your garage at this in this era, <laughs> right? That's the leap. Now you could do it when you were Steve Jobs. I'm not sure you can do it now. Do you think though that this again, because this is like 20 years old, this is the tail end of that being a thing? It could be. Could be. You think late 90s, early 2000s? It was. I think you'd still. Like, do you think, I think the value of, of, like, sticking stuff on a PCB board and, like, you know, just, like, messing about was probably still there just about at that stage. Yeah, maybe. You know? Mm. Um, I mean, I know that the guy who wrote it was very keen to, like, um, like make the box be very utilitarian and like it was, like a prototype people do make in garages, you know, he, yeah. he like, looked yeah. at examples of that kind of thing. Um, mm. So he was definitely chasing that. But I agree with you that it's, like, it's definitely on the cusp of, like, it becoming a, no, you just be sat, Typing code into a computer in a lab. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, they're not doing that. They're building these little boxes, and the, the idea they've got is they're trying to they're trying to get rid of gravity, aren't they? I think is that what it is. I like how yeah, well what they're saying is very confusing. I quite like that. You oh know? God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It throws you straight in. It, I mean, there's this little voiceover that's a bit cryptic, but then after that, it's just four people just talking techie science. Yeah garbage to me garbage because i didn't understand any of it but like but he's already was a graduate in mathematics and a former engineer so this is all like yeah i think it's all grounded in real science mm. what to a point of. definitely yeah i mean i think that the, the mm. first like five ten minutes is sort of like a, a rite of passage isn't it because it, mm. it definitely yes. eases off and becomes more like a normal film yeah. but you're right this initial bit is a is a, a tech overload isn't it mm. um yeah and and yeah I guess I guess he's just like setting it out and saying like you know if you're not not alright with this get out yeah, right. then go, yeah, um, yeah. but I don't think you necessarily is, need to understand it do you because the only thing you need to get no. from it is basically they're trying to invent something mm. 
And eventually they do. Like, that's, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah. And the dynamic that there's two of them, Abe, is it Abe and... I want to say... Robert, Abe and Aaron. But they're... Aaron, yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that are, like better friends than the other two guys because they cut the other two well, guys out. Well, I seem like they try they're... different things and it's down to... Is it... Am I yeah. right in thinking like they have to take it in turns and having like the steering yeah. of the group? I think that's it, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, that's start, isn't it? Yeah. 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 They yeah. all take it in turns. I mean, the way it, yeah. the four worked out to me is like the Ghostbusters. You'd got they, they were Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, yeah, and then you have yeah. got the Winston guy, didn't you? <laughs> and you've got an Egon Spengler <laughs> there as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah. yes. You, you, they, they're going around their ideas to find something good to do, and they don't want to do this, and mm. and they quite like that that kind of naturalistic talk at the start. It's a nice sort of yeah. You don't really know what you're getting into at all, do you? Really, until no. probably half an hour, no, about two minutes no. in, um, which no. I did like, and I love, I do love. Like this, the look, I think the look of that garage is really good. I, I know you're saying it's a bit out of time, Chris, but I think it's really like you know the like fold up camp, fold out camping tables and the, mm. you know yeah. the shots he does through the holes in the uh, in the garage window and he, the shots. Yes, yeah, I like, like all that because that. that is actually quite. That is a lot like the Steve Jobs films, the two Steve Jobs yeah. films, but also the. I don't know. I found the sound quite off putting because it would switch between ADR and yeah. in Location. scene, and there's a lot of talking yeah. over each other. I just don't think yeah. the sound edit is really up to scratch. Yeah, I but, watched uh, the subtitles. Only later I figured I yeah. found out how cheap it was. So yeah. Yeah. once I've like found out how who how they made it and when they did it, like I forgive I forgave all the uh, yeah. issues. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think yeah. though that the that the soundtrack again doesn't help it because it's so plinky plonky. It really gets in the way yeah. of the speech mm. and it's it's not engaging. It's just like mm. pling plong pling pling plong. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Well, like you say, it's deliberately trying to kind of confuse you and trying to like force you into that world. Mm. And yeah, I think you're right. If you don't get on with it, then you're just not going to watch the rest of the film because mm. you're just yeah. not. It's better in a way that it's starting with them going back in time, isn't it? And then dropping this on half an hour in because they'd be like, yeah. Well, um, yeah, because they kind of built it quite slowly. This idea that if they invent something, they don't know quite what it is. And, and, and they go for this explanation, this idea of like a like a parabolic particle going around this thing of where it's going from A to B and back again. And yeah. al- almost every time it makes a round trip and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, Chris, am I right? Tell me if I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> and, and the, um, no, it always makes the, the a round co- trip, but it, they said it, you need intelligence to not make the round trip. Right. Isn't it that it, that it sometimes doesn't, and that's why the time shift happens because Maybe, it's not yeah. always going back to. But they were making something which did the gravity, but then they found out that there was like a fungus growing. Yeah, yeah. It took more, it's all about the needed more time than it's a slow-growing yeah. fungus, and it was that which yeah. twigs them. But which is an interesting way of finding out, isn't it? That idea that like yeah, that the fungus clever. isn't really important yeah. at all, but like that's how they find out about it. Yeah, yeah. And I love the slow kind of reveal of that as well. Of when they keep they go to that scientist and they, yeah. you know, and they follow him around the lab and all that sort of stuff, and it just gets to the point of them saying basically. This fungus should have had three years to grow, and we grew it in yeah. six hours. Whatever. Yeah. The way yeah. they go and fill, the, the way they discover all that information, it's kind of like they're dragging the camera around a little bit, you know, to yeah. make all these connections. When it's like they'll say what the what what's happened, and then they'll show us, and it's like, well, you just told us what what's happened. Why mm. why are we now being dragged into this lab for this someone to go? It was quite funny actually how the guy was like he goes, telling what you said and he just goes, It's like fungus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you know what's really weird about that as well is that I agree the pacing's really bad on that and uh, but then they really the next bit of the film I think it's the pacing spot on it really fixes mm, yeah. it in a clever way which is but I agree it's weird how they kind of it's all, was it I mean, trying to be like super realistic in that those if you did have something like that you would go to all those people to confirm but your... do you not think it's maybe like this is a 77 minute film do you think it's trying to get over the hour mark by mm, maybe uh, you know <laughs> as hard maybe. as it possibly can yeah maybe yeah I guess I suppose you yeah. get an idea of the character of the two don't you the one is more kind of like paranoid and wacky the one's more like straight laced I guess you get that from the two of them during this yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that thing of they meet on a bench and the one's got a little earphone in, which you don't think anything of at this point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this all, I mean, this happens and the uh, uh, Abe gradually sort of reveals to Aaron that there's there's always more to it than what he's letting on, basically. Yeah. Until they go to this U-Haul and they sit on their lorry and they, they look for some binoculars and there is another version of Aaron yeah. walking into the U-Haul where this machine is uh, with yeah. an oxygen tank. Uh, Shades of Tenet, I thought there. That was a bit of a, wasn't it? Mm, <laughs> if you'd seen this yeah, and true. got ideas from that from yeah. it. Um, Maybe. And this is kind of the first... That's the end of Act 1, isn't it? You're into the the, yeah. the weirdness now. Yeah, now, there's something happening now. So, Alex, were you? did you understand the time travel at this point in the film? Not really, no. I mean, I sort knew of... it was a film about time travel, but I didn't, I didn't get... I didn't... I'm not going to lie, I watched this whole film, didn't really get all of it, had to then read the whole Wikipedia synopsis, and on Wikipedia there's actually a graph that I said... Yeah, I needed that diagram, I needed that. Yeah, a diagram that tells you how it works, Mm. and I've I've seen, I read reviews and stuff from people who said that they've seen it four or five times, they still don't really understand it. I, I think it's deliberately confusing, and I think that's part of the film, I don't think it was like me... I don't think it no, was like no. the audience. I think it's mm. trying to. It, it definitely leaves some questions or leaves some stuff unresolved. As far I mean, as I well, it, it definitely does that, especially in the last like quarter an hour. But like, yeah. can as we get into this middle bit and Chris, you as well, do you think there's enough explanation to go with it? Are, are you are you following it along enough that you don't? Are you not just asking questions? Can you follow it along enough to get it? You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm it? just about sticking with it when you yeah, know yeah. when they build like the bigger box, yeah, and they yeah. have the storage unit. Yeah. That, yeah. that I think I figured out more or less what happens it's, that there's like a day that they can yeah. go back in basically. Yeah, yeah. It's so quite. Sim- I mean, they do try and keep it simple, don't they? That they that they're I just mean, kind they, of existing in this day to go back and make stop the reveal decisions. of where they're at the pickup truck, and then he gives them the binoculars to, and yeah. he sees like himself. himself. That's yeah. a good reveal. I just don't think yeah. they really nail it. In, in terms of like dramatic sense, I no. I th- I think they they do it slightly in the wrong order because I think that reveals all right. Then they, they then they do a bit where he does explain sort of how it works a bit, mm. and and I was like whatever. But then there's this really clever bit where um, it's the second time going through, mm. so um, yeah. and, and they're both going to go through. So we watch the second time while he explains the first time, which is yeah, a really clever that. device yeah. to get yeah. us caught up what was going on. I thought that was good, but I agree yeah. that the bit before no, that. that was, yeah kind of muddied the waters a bit because I was like, well, I, yeah. I was a bit confused about that. But, but I mean, yeah, you do get it. I mean, yes, yeah, so the idea is they basically they're, they're living 36 hour days, aren't they? Because yeah. they are, they are going to this U-Haul place and then they are going to the machine that sends them back through time. 
Uh, no, it's not, are they? No, it's the other way around, isn't it? So it's, that's the weird thing is backwards to everything else, isn't it? They go to the machine, they set the machine, but then the yeah, first on. copy goes and hides away. So it's like reverse time travel to most films, isn't it? Yeah. Because that first copy has to just stay out of the way because they're aware that their second copy, them later on in the day, is going to come out gonna, and go yeah. and do stuff. Which is an interesting twist because there aren't many films, I don't think, that do it that way. It's always no. the way around. And they do just go to a hotel and just like watch telly and like yeah, play board games and stuff, which yeah. is quite like every time travel film talks about paradoxes. Mm, no, you yeah. can't meet yourself and all this, but very few take it to this level of like boredom, which is kind yeah. of mm. realistic. If you were avoiding it this Definitely. desperately, you would. Have and that, to and that kind of thing of where like they've not had a conversation about ethics or about paradox and stuff. It's just like he's figured it out and he thought, oh, I better get out of the way. So I go in a hotel for the day and call him mm, sick. Yeah. That's kind of realistic yeah. to me, the idea of, like, he's not any sort of, like, mind-bending, world-changing views about it. He's just mm. thought, oh, shit, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be back in a bit. I better hide, you know, which mm. is <laughs> quite a good <laughs> thing. Um, the thing is, they go, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure I've totally got my head around it, because even the diagram doesn't quite do it justice. I don't no. Think. So they go, they go in the morning, and they set the machine with a, with a timer on it, mm. Or when they're going to come out again later on. Is that right? I think so. <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's, no, he actually it turns it, it turns it on. The machine's counting down backwards, isn't it? Because he, he turns it on. Hold on. And then... I've got the diagram. So <laughs> then, get the diagram. So then they go I'm and hide the diagram the day, out. And then on the evening, they get back in it. Okay. And they sit okay. in the machine for six hours as it takes them back through time. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to read the diagram? Go on, yes, go on. Give us a... Right. Original person on undistru- undisturbed timeline decides to time travel. He activates the delayed switch and leaves the area to avoid encountering his double. The machine starts... But that's, double at, quarter to, that's at quarter to 12 when he does that. Yeah, what's the, yeah. What's the delay yeah. about? So 11.45, 11.45, that's when he does it. At 12, the machine starts and the double exits, but also at the same time... Oh, right, okay. The double has six hours of causal influence on both his new timeline and original timeline. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just so, it's so the double doesn't meet his double in the paradox. Yes. It? That's what the time is for. That's the gap yes. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, you're you're going forward and then looping back round and coming out, mm. and you're but you're inventing a new timeline because during that day where you just sat there, it says you just look at stock prices and you go round, yeah. and when you come out, mm. you're then making stock decisions and you're on a and new that, timeline that and is also, where you made a load of money. But also, the key thing is that they're in that there's that that extra uh, like twelve hours of the day that they're they're gaining by. Because the fact they're going backwards rather than forwards, yeah. they're going yeah. back to like I said here. They're going in at six o'clock and going back to twelve, so they're gaining this extra uh, twelve yeah. hours. And they're also the idea is that they they've, they've worked out they can obviously look at what stocks do well and go back in the morning and trade on the stocks to get better in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that's how it starts. Yeah, classic almanac, sports almanac, Back to the Future style of uh, <laughs> um, money making. Yes, yeah, which true. I mean it's tough in a way, isn't it? Because like any time travel thing, like that's what you're going to do, isn't it? It, yeah, what know. else can you do though? What, what other? I mean, apart from sports betting, yeah. Well, Chris's idea in stocks, which is what you know, getting up artifacts from the past and bringing them back to the future. Oh, request. That's yeah, that's sort of the way of doing it. But yeah, that's true. Actually. But they, that's but still commerce based, that isn't it? It's still money based. Like yeah, I don't know you how you break out that of that. It was interesting of... how they were figuring out like which stocks to buy, where the quantity wouldn't affect the wouldn't have a large effect on the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was very yeah. smart, yes. 
Um, yeah. Um, and I also, I like how they don't really just, they just explain, don't they, just move on. There's no, like, boring scenes of them watching the stock tickers going and, like, their bank balance growing up. You just no. assume it's going on the background, don't you? It very quickly moves on from no. that. Yeah, that's good, yeah. And like you, like you say, it's good because they don't talk about the ethics, they don't talk about, they don't even really, because they, they don't really explain how the two bigger boxes got built because they don't, they never built those boxes, did they? They're just there. I think, doesn't our, our uh, A builds them? Yeah, but the know. way it's revealed is a bit strange, though, isn't it? Because he just yeah, takes yeah. you to the thing, and they're already made. So at that point, I yeah. thought, oh, they've been made in the future. Yeah, that's what I thought. But back. the thing yeah. is, as well, he's also made a third, hasn't he? The failsafe one. Yes, yes, is made at that oh, point as well, yes. isn't it? Further up. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but that you don't know that yet, and it's kind of. <laughs> I think I mean, at this point, I was still on board, and I got it, and it was fine. It was. It was yeah. cool. Um, so it progresses, it goes through, they, they, they start going through over and over again to do this more often. And it's like, mm. they're trying to work out how to tell their wife, which I thought was a good scene as well of like that. You know, how do yeah. you explain to somebody? This that character, rich, that know? wife character is so like basic. Yeah. It's just Very like, as well. they've made the wife yeah. such a killjoy, like basic person. Yeah. Carrying yeah. like the washing basket around, like when yeah, they're yeah. like, just figuring shit out. It, and the way they both just sat like, with the beers on the, yeah. on the sofa. Yeah. yeah. And the way, like, he, yeah. the, his his friend tries, kind of talks as though it's his, his wife as well. They're so, like... Yeah, yeah. see, I didn't understand... That bit, that's the bit where it lost me, because it's... I'm sure we'll get to it, but the whole thing of, like, the party thing is about the other one saving mm. her, not him, mm. not the husband saving the wife. It's yeah. It's friend saving the wife for some I mean, because that, there's that other bit of setup, which I think is really lost, isn't it? Is that they... Their the voiceover explains how they have this idea for months and don't know how to use it, and they're trying to get to this in, this like invest this angel investor. Yeah, but they also took the, the idea from some of the team as well, right? Yeah, and they're trying to go to um, Mr. Granger, who is the yeah. father of Rachel, who is the mm. crush of one of the blokes, basically. Mm. But it's so yeah. it's it's very quickly forgotten, isn't it? You don't really. Mm. It's not very important, no. is it, really? Because, like you say, the, the other wife character is the dominant sort of female figure in it, and she's not exactly no. dominant, I wish she really. No. Um, I like yeah, the, so, the phones when his phone when his phone rings. The 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 one they're supposed to be hiding out in his phone rings, and he answers it. Yeah, but they're like, it, "You're not supposed to have answered it." The the one in the timeline now was supposed to have answered it, and they're like, "Yeah, how do phones work?" Phones and they're work. like, "Oh, <laughs> doesn't it just call the nearest one or whatever it is?" Like. So he's obviously like, I quite like that because they just do it and then they don't really realise what they've done and then they're like, oh, well, I guess we've mucked that up then. Like, again, it it doesn't have a big comeuppance to that, but it's it's quite nice that it just happens. Well, the comeuppance in a way is that it's it's teaching uh, Abe that you can you can interact with it in a more meaningful way yeah. and not wreck mm, it, which true, is important. And so yeah. then, like the, the sort of the, the, the switch in the film to the third act is they, say, they go to, they're both in the house and they're both asleep, planning to wake up as they normally do in the morning, and mm. the kid goes down the street, whacking all the cars, setting the car alarms off, yeah, which wakes him up early. Yeah. And I thought this was really clever because then Abe has the idea. He says, "Right, look, this this kid's woken us up. So we've got this bonus bit of time here that if yeah. we can go round again and we just make sure that kid doesn't wake ourselves up." This is basically a bit of grace period we've got that that, that is free from all the diversions ourselves, which I thought was a really mm. good idea. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Yeah, but don't you think they should show that playing out once before yeah. they go any further with it? Yeah, yeah. it accelerates yeah. so fast with the ideas and the concepts now. 
Yeah. But I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see them go around this this loop once and have this layer work once. You know, where they go and they do yes. that thing with the kid. Yeah. And so I'm still yeah. with them. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. They yeah, do it jump unravels and they do jump forward. Yeah, it gets a lot very now. complicated yeah. and stuff happens. Yeah. Like the dad being in the car following them and stuff. Well, that's the exact next thing, a... isn't it? I mean, like, it goes completely off the rails yeah. because. Yeah, the, 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 Mr. Grange is following them, and they don't don't know why he's outside the house and all this sort of stuff. And then they're like, "Oh, yeah. he's got this big beard growth and stuff like this." And this is where I had to look it up because I didn't get this at all. But but he no. is he is from a from much further in the future. Mm. Oh, and okay. He's got he's got a bigger machine, and he's going back further. And oh, he's been going okay. back round and round and round and round, and he so he oh so, god. It, exactly, yeah. It's weird. You don't get to do because they never really, they, no. they only show him slightly that bit when he's like in a vegetative state in the garden, mm. isn't there? Yeah. But they're cutting back and forth between two scenes, and they don't show him in light. Like it's very dark, so you can't really no. like see ha- what. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Did you? Did either of you get that underviewing that? No, that, no, no, because <laughs> no, I didn't. Not at no. all. I just thought it was something they talked about, and then they just dropped. Like there, there's a few things uh, from this point on that it felt like. They just mention and then drop again, and I was like, "Why are they dropping that? I don't. Why did that not come to something? I didn't really." Get... I thought the implication to me was kind of like that, like that version of them had gone and beaten the shit out of that bloke, and then we were skipping to the next one who was like there trying to so- solve the mess of having beaten him up. Oh, mm. but I don't oh, think that's right. the case. I mean, I don't. I don't think his state is anything to do with them. I think that's just mm. because he's been going for this thing so much. You know they're starting to yeah. lose their faculties. He's he's gone absolutely gaga because he's been through it yeah. over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I quite like that thing of that they can't. Their handwriting's terrible. Yeah, that was. Good. Although it yeah. upset me because their handwriting looks like my handwriting now. <laughs> so I was a bit like, I I have a bit time travelling and that's what my handwriting looks like. And they're just like, oh, I can't even read it anymore. And I'm like, oh, that looks like my handwriting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's a bit worrying. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it gets mad, uh, and there's like one of the main plot thread which yeah. was completely unearned, I thought, and kind of out of nowhere, which is this idea that yeah. at this party, a friend of theirs who I don't think have we seen that friend at this point? No, but you just hear the story. No. You hear the story. Yeah, yeah, you just hear the story from someone else. This guy's gone to yeah. party with a shotgun and he's injured but not killed this Rachel, but she's got injured. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's Aaron, not Abe, who Aaron's the more impulsive reckless yeah. one who decides oh i've got to make this right i've got to fix this doesn't he yeah yeah um and by multiple and, jumps trying to work out how to do it yeah so now they start this thing where the implications that they're doing it over and over again isn't it, to learn the best method they're, they're, yeah they're learning the lines they've got these little headphones and they learn the lines what they're mm. doing they're learning about the party and they're learning about how to get there first mm. get this guy's shotgun mm. get the cartridges out mm. and go and yeah. save this girl yeah but like, yeah, what? You never see it. Yeah, mm. it's so annoying because they go. You see him walk into the party with the gun, and then it just has this big voiceover bit about, oh, you know, like, well, I've got it written down, but it's like, oh, but I think it played out well. Or so it, it just doesn't show it, does it? It's really weird. I don't know. Before that, like, that do, you, do you buy the idea of them even going get involved with this? I didn't at all. No. But it was. I didn't see know. the point. What does it benefit them? And the fact that it's Aaron that does it as well, because Aaron's the one who's all about the money and about going to Costa Rica and getting out of there. Why yeah. is he suddenly switching to this idea of like we've got to fix this thing? It's weird. Yeah, um, no, it didn't make any sense. It was losing me at this point. I'd have to say, 
Definitely. I was finding um, it a bit difficult. Like it was just it was more confusing than it was enjoyable. Yeah. So you get in this loop of loads of fast cuts and the voiceover's got over the top. Aaron's going mad in the voiceover and they're sedating their older versions and putting them in cupboards so they can We're in the loft the loop as well, yeah. And the loft yeah, without the interference yeah. of that thing, which is a good idea, but I just I just feel like if they'd not rushed this last bit so much. Yeah. You know, like mm. there's a better film if this is a long like you don't need to be so clever with it. Like I, I get no. that you I get the problem with you know, we, we often have that problem, don't we, with time traveling films where if you do over explain it, you work it out and it doesn't yeah. make sense. I get mm. that. But I think he's gone too far the other way of trying to obscure it so much that you just mm. You just started thinking, like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> you know? it, it reminded me of Time Crimes, but yeah. I'd say Time Crimes really nicely ties itself back up in a bow at the end. Like, yeah. Time Crimes explains everything in this really neat way. Mm. Yeah. And it's very low budget as well, and it's very Time- simple. You're right. Time Crimes is paced perfectly. So at the point you're yeah. getting to this where you're fed up, it resolves and the murder happens and you see all the things yeah. in the house, don't you? So it does come back on yeah. time. And I think um, that it's kind of, I get this, I, I think it's a good idea to be like, I'm going to give you hard science, I'm just going to make it really, like, I'm going to make it dense, I'm going to make it real. Mm. But then, like I say, yeah, they add these dramatic elements that don't go anywhere and it just feels almost like it's trying to trick but, you or it's trying but to also, like, confuse why not, you. Why not have the guy at the party be one of the four people who are in the garage at the start? Why not have that character be yeah. developed? Because mm. when he goes to that basketball game at the end of yeah. the film and starts playing with this dude... Who is the yeah. guy who's going to attack him? Like, well, who, who is this? What's you know? Yeah, mm. you've not. Earned it would have made more sense know? if it was one of the guys who they excluded out of the mm. the, pat- the garage. Thing. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. The patent thing that would have made more sense. Totally. And obviously, at no point have they have they decided to make the machine like to sell the machine. They're obviously still just using it for themselves, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's. I kind of like that though. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, they've kept it small. The, the idea is small in the sense of like yeah. setting, and it doesn't. Yeah, it's believable in that sense. I like yeah. the bit where yeah. they were buying shares, and he like asks him, "What does the company do?" Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no yeah, idea, <laughs> and he didn't yeah. know what it did. And because yeah. you can imagine like a butterfly effect, and yeah, yeah, um, there's so many interesting things in it, but it is like any time travel film and it's, and it, it's kind of the same structure as Tenet in the sense of like something yeah. weird's going on. You figure out what it is. And at the end, they really like just ramp it up a few more levels just yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. you're not going, yeah. you're going away, not knowing what's going on. Um, yeah, that's true. And I think without a doubt, the auction tanks are reference to this film, aren't they? In Tenet, it's got to must be. be. It's too oh, similar it be, to, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually thought this was a Chris Nolan film before I, when you said Primer, I thought it was his first film for some reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it is rather interesting if you watch it next to Tenet, you know. Um, yeah. It's, there's a lot to take from it. And, in, and you know, um, Safety Not Guaranteed um, yeah. didn't have any of this techno babble in it. And didn't have any of the technic. It had more. I guess it was trying to do more of the like the character study and less of the romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's a similar vibe to that. But though. I think yeah, this. Right. Is, I don't know. I think I enjoyed this more because I actually. Yeah. 
I thought, oh, I know guys who this would be like me and Sam trying to do a startup. I can imagine yeah. me and Sam. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly that's the vibe I got. It's yeah. very realistic, isn't it? That, like I said, the idea that like yeah. those big conversations, it suits the budget to not have those conversations, but also it suits the characters that, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't have yeah. this. They would think, oh, how do we make a quick book? And they'd do it, and they'd think, let's yeah. get out, just yeah. do it and get yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's totally true. believe that. Yeah, yeah it's, really, it's weirdly realistic, I guess. Yeah, in a way. And, and I think the very end, yeah. I quite like that very end of when in the airport and Aaron, yeah. they're kind of going in separate ways. Aaron's going off elsewhere to go and keep doing it basically and you see at the end he's yeah. in france mm. building a warehouse sized version of the the box mm. um <laughs> and the other one's like no i'm gonna stay here and basically police because they, they, they cross cut it with the uh yeah the drug ones waking up which is nice wasn't it the battering mm. of the, the getting out of the things yeah and he's basically saying he's gonna stay I, I imagine it's kind of like a sort of a, in the shadows just overseeing the life of the other ones to make sure they don't he's- He's basically um, a time cop, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. He's, he's trying to sabotage the use of the machine, isn't he? He knows the machine yeah. is dangerous. That's his role. Yeah. And and, yeah. and in a in a world where this is, like, successful, you've got a... Um, what's that sequel to... Um, what's that M. Night Shyamalan film? Uh, oh. Unbreakable. Uh, mm, yes. You know, they're coming to that, given that world. You've got a sequel to this where you've got the Aaron, you know, with his world company making huge versions of this and, and Abe, the, the little man trying to fight back that you could do. Um, you could do a really big budget, ridiculous like sequel to this. That would be amazing. Well, like Chris says, it's Tenet, like, isn't it? It's, it's Tenet. Yeah. Like, just take it, yeah, make it a real sequel, but take it to such Hollywood extremes. That would be great. It's interesting, like, like if they did something back with like the zero gravity technology, like if they went... If there was a way of like still having floating things without the time side of things as well, like, yeah, you know, they went back to yeah making money off the floating stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That, I'm guessing that didn't work to do though. Is that why? Well, I guess it doesn't. You don't see it, do you? Whatever they make float yeah. also zips around in time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, very useful, really, is it? Yeah. And that's it. I, as Chris said. Uh, Tiny budget, seven thousand dollars. It was made for, and I mean, what a feat! Um, I mean, to be in it and to yeah. direct it, and to and I read that the shooting like ratio is like two to one, and they shot it on yeah. sixteen mil. So they had like yeah. two takes yeah. on everything. And he spent two yeah. years in post production, basically assembling it himself. Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy is a really weird guy. Have either of you seen uh, Upstream Color? No. No, I've heard it's really good though. Yeah, I've not seen either. It's his other film, um, but no, also he he wrote a script called Utopiary, which uh, David Fincher and Steven Soderbergh were trying to uh, produce at one point. Which the script you can read it online. It's like a, quite a famous, you know, these like lists of like the most mm. famous unmade films. It's on that list. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. And that film that is insane. Like the the scope of that is like basically the creation of time and space and all sorts of stuff. Um, sadly though, he. Uh, he um is he was kicked off a film called The Wanting Mayor last year because of uh, allegations of domestic violence. So he's a bit of a oh yeah he's his Twitter's oh. a bit of a ride. So just watch out. Oh, but uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, he's I mean he's oh. not made much has he? There's those two films and that was no, it, but, and there's uh, a big gap as well between this and Upstream Car. Because that was that's when he's trying to that's when he's trying to make uh, the, that topery one. Oh, in that gap. okay, mm. yeah. Anyway, that's the end of it. Uh, what do you do both think? Chris, what did you think about this film? I mean, I just see it as, like, quite an achievement just in terms of filmmaking. Like, 
what is done there and it's it hold it stands up it works it uh it's there there was a couple of jarring like performance things i think and a couple of things that kind of a clang clangers a little bit but i yeah. kind of think uh i was i was on the ride and i enjoyed it and i was having a thoroughly great time and i appreciate it even more when i found out how cheap it was like hmm. yeah i mean uh the, the, it, there is the issue like you said like they some things they really skip forward quite a lot and they do yeah, le- yeah. probably leave the mainstream viewer uh at the side of the road it's uh, that thing though of like he's you know is he doing it for budgetary reasons or for yeah. pretentious reasons it's probably a bit yeah, of both, i think it's it? probably pretentious yeah, uh, because he he knows how to. You can tell he knows how to tell the story, and he knows. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. knows all that stuff. It? But yeah. I guess when yeah. you spend multiple years with one project, your brain is so far forward compared to yeah. what yeah. the the first viewer is going to be at. Exactly, and yeah. It, yeah, it's judging that is the hardest thing, you know. Oh yeah, and it's definitely valuing yeah. that films that unfold over you know, multiple viewings, like nearly everything David Lynch has done, which I love, which you don't mm. really mm. appreciate. So you've watched it five, six times, you know, fully. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's definitely a lynching thing about him with that, that sort of thing there. And I think the thing I appreciate about it is that I think underneath it all, there is a solvable thing going on. You know, like mm. there isn't, it's not as though he's not thought it out. He has thought it out. Mm. And yes, he's yeah. obscured it a lot, but it is there, you know, and that's mm. really, mm. As I, I always bang on about that, how it's really important that, it, that, that even if you aren't going to show it, Mm. It, make it you know make it real because it because it, it comes through doesn't it you mm. and if it's mm. not shown in a straightforward way or it's even shown at all you get that the wider thing is there and exists don't you you, mm. you can't help but get it alex what's your um overall view on yeah now like yeah i think I, I, after finishing it i was a bit frustrated because i did really i was really confused and i just didn't know if i just missed something or if i was just like I hadn't, I just, yeah, like, I didn't know if it was me, but, and I did have to read quite a lot to kind of get on board and be like, oh, right, yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, right, get the plot. Um, I think it is a good achievement. I think, I think it is impressive, and I like that it is a very different take on time travel that we haven't really got in this list. Like I say, I think I was just comparing it with time crimes because that's just, like, low-budget, you know that's it was that guy's first film, and it's really nice and neat. And and uh, I don't know. So there's a piece of entertainment. I think it's maybe lacking, but as a kind of feat of uh, filmmaking and as an interesting scientific, you know, concept and an interesting sci-fi film, it's definitely impressive. So yeah. I guess it's kind of what you want to what you judge it on. I don't know if I would watch it again. I mean, like you say, I think you're right. I think the more you watch it, you're kind of going to get more from it and make it work. Yeah, but the answers are there. It's not. Yeah, it's not like deliberately not there. Mm. Um, yeah, but no. I, yeah, I'm and considering really there are two takes on stuff, I mean, it's quite cinematically quite interesting in some yeah. places, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. The, the film it reminded me of was Brick. You know, yeah. Brian Johnson's oh, first yeah. film. Yeah, and and yeah. I looked it up afterwards, and the budget for that was four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So. Mm. To think he made it for seven grand is yeah. in, insane, you know, because there yeah. isn't much difference in. I know, like the color grading stuff on bricks, more interesting stuff like that. But but in terms, it's not that much different, you know. Mm. No. Um, and 
I, I do think it tells a, a good story. I, I do think it is too clever for its own good in the back third of it. Mm. And, yeah. I, and I wonder how much of that is budgetary thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there's a... I mean, like Chris says, the fact that it's one guy doing everything, he's so in his head. I think there yeah. was a there was a this is the the reason you want a good producer who can say to you, you know, let's let's do something here. Let's 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 put something here to we don't want to give it away, but we want to just like yeah, I mean, yeah. or just give it to an editor. Like let yeah. a new yeah. fresh person cut it, you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 Because this because yeah. it it's it's an it's a good film, but I think if you just if that final third played a lot better and there wasn't that weird swerve into the party thing and stuff like that, I think it'd be better. Because I was really on board with it until like you know mm. last half an hour, and then I was just like, you you see the budget then, and you see the sort of I don't know, you can just sort of see it's that Hitchcock thing of like you can see the director sort of like laughing at you in a way, which mm. I don't like. Um, no, but, and it's yeah. a shame how this guy. I don't know what I don't know what who he is and what he's like to know or work with. But it's like I seem like all the the generation of these guys went on mm. to do Star Wars and Jurassic World yeah, and all yeah. the rest of it. And yeah. he, this guy hasn't. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but the reason well, for if, that is you should read Atopiary because that's the reason why. Because he tried to get that made, and that film makes what's the one the Dan Aronofsky the fountain makes the fountain look like bloody Dumbo. Oh, yeah. It is it is <laughs> bizarre. Um, so yeah, um, but it's interesting though. It's definitely an interesting. Read. They're like Ryan Johnson um, and and you know Colin yeah, Trevorrow yeah. like went down the mainstream. Exactly. More, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 No, I think if he'd have chosen that path, I think it would have been interesting filmmaker would have come yeah. out of that, definitely. Mm. And yeah, like, who knows? He may would have redone this at the bigger budget years later and it would have been mm. better or whatever. So mm. where we think in the list? Um, where is safety not guaranteed on here? It's too high, wherever it is. I know that much. It is at number 130. That's insane. It's way too high. Um <laughs> It's a better film than that, isn't it? I think you said as well, didn't you, Chris? Yeah. You referred it to that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much better it is. I don't. Think I it's... mean, I think it's just stylistically. I just like it. I just yeah, think it's yeah, very yeah, interesting. I think if you cut the score off, I'd like it even more because I did have a problem with the soundtrack and it just really got in the way. Because quite a lot of the film isn't scored at all and it plays really well with that kind of very realistic. Yeah, you know, it's a bit when they're going between the different labs and stuff like that, and it, it, it's really yeah, it works really well. But um, how about round THX? Where's that? One one ten. Yeah, yeah, I could get with that, I suppose. Um, mm. Or a bit lower, maybe. I don't know. I'm reading two minds. I could go higher. I could go lower. <laughs> it, like Chris says, there's a lot to. You can see like how this main in the mainstream didn't do as well as safety not guaranteed because of the way it's made. Mm. Um but then like you think about like how much of tenet it it, it captures in a $7,000 budget, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean and what did that cost? Tenet know? just doesn't work in a lot of ways that this does. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is thought out and yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe a bit higher. I don't know. It's tough. I think above I, w- in, I would above watch it again. You've got a billion, billion Ted on 102 here. Um, what do you think um, about... I mean, I'm like, going to watch this of... more than more than a lot of these films. I'm going to yeah, watch this. Yeah, me too. But you're not, are you, Alex? That's the... 
No, I'm not. Uh, no. I mean... Well, should we settle but, around but, 100 Yeah, no, I, but I'm okay with it. Like it say, I think it's important. It has influence. People hey, do bang on about it a lot. I know what. What about like 96 or 94 around Dark Star, which is another low-budget film that is has better mm, than it has Under it Dark Star, because yeah. I love Dark Star. One Below Dark Star? Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm all right with that. You all right with that, Chris? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and cool. the robot's very important. Yeah. Oh, that would have been my choice as the mega robot question on the last quiz. The beach ball. Uh, yeah, the beach ball of robots. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Well, there we go. That was, uh, yeah, a hard, hard swerve from uh, Ready Player One. And we're going to oh hard God, swerve yeah. back the other way now because what's next week, Chris? What are we watching next week? What are we watching next week? Remind me. It is uh, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh yes, uh, rolling so, in Godzilla with uh, Ferris Bueller, um, the Ferris famous Bueller's murderer, murderer Matthew Godzilla of. You can't say that, can you? Well, you can because he's actually a murderer, and that's that's not oh, an allegation. Oh, okay. yeah. We went through I this last time like... when we did war games. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. I thought we went yeah. through this. He killed him when he arrived. Okay. I thought you said we couldn't say it during war games. Or did I did say, say it. And I kept it in, and I'm saying it again. Oh God. Well. Okay. Come at me, Broderick. That's just purely your don't, Please don't. But please yes. don't. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about um, Anyway, yeah, so next week is Godzilla, uh, the 98 Godzilla. Um, was it 90? It's 98, yes. Something like that. Uh, we're going deeper underground. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, well, get in touch with us. Sci fi racing all over the place. Let us know what you thought about this film, about any film. Let us know films to watch. And uh, next time we'll do some correspondence. We've got a bit. But we've been going for a while now. And um, yeah, that's it, really. We'll see you back next. Oh, listen to our bonus Justice League episode, which is out there as well. Um, We now just watch Justice League. And didn't didn't hate it, which was insane. So, yeah. Spoilers. uh, (laughs) Spoilers, yeah. And yeah, uh, we'll see you next week for Gojira, but not Gojira, Godzilla, unfortunately. So, they do have a Japanese guy in it, go Gojira. You do, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Bye. 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 <laughs>